what is a social media strategy? I think there's a lot of confusion and a lot of fluff around what a social media strategy is and how to make one. So let's talk about it. The best strategy is consistency. And are you really surprised? I mean, let me remind you that being better than someone at something is usually just the result of doing it longer or more frequently than the other person. The second best strategy to supplement the consistency is track your analytics and pay attention to the results and do what works. You might have a preconceived idea of what you think your audience wants, but it might be completely different, which is why I always talk about testing out different formats of content. So another broad strategy is to avoid doing the same thing 100 times per month because you'll never know if there's a format that works even better than what you're already doing. But I'm sure you didn't click on this episode to hear me preach about more consistency and doing more of what works because I've said that before and I will continue to say it but let's go into some of the specifics. The reason I wanted to make this episode is because I'm actually in the process of making some social media strategies and proposing them to companies. So I thought I would share some of the things that I'm thinking about and talk about it together. What is the definition of a social media strategy? This is from Google, a plan that outlines your social media goals, the tactics used to achieve them, and the metrics tracked to measure performance. So let's make this social media strategy based on this. Your goals, your tactics, and your metrics. Let's start off with goals. Ultimately, your goal should be to provide value to your customers and make money while doing it. You might think, well, yeah, that's obvious, but don't confuse this with asking for money before you've given any value. You can't do this because you're not actually doing anything for other people. So how do you even know when you've given value? Well, it's because your followers will be begging to give something back to you. If no one is thanking you for the information or asking how they can get more of you, uh, you are not making good enough content. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And you might think you're doing enough to be asking for people's money, but you probably aren't. Now, if you do need to ask for money from your audience, make sure you're not doing it too often. You wanna keep your give to ask ratio extremely high, meaning like one every 10 posts should be asking for something. No more than that, else people are gonna get tired of hearing you try to sell them on a product or service that they don't want. Or maybe they do want, and they just don't want to hear about it. It's just, yeah, you have to be so careful about how much you promote your services because you don't want people to feel like when they follow you, they've just signed up for this newsletter that sells them something. The less you have to ask, the more goodwill and the more trust you build with your audience. Next up, tactics. Get a schedule, stick to the schedule, make sure you have a plan to make or record or create the content, this might require hiring an editor or a part-time filmer, whatever it takes, just get it done and don't get pissed off when it doesn't work for the first six months, because I can guarantee you it probably will not work for the first six months. I've done this before many times and it's tough. <laughs> you don't get it right every time the first hundred times you post and don't expect anything from your audience either. They don't owe you shit especially if you're not making good content. In fact, they probably deserve to unfollow you if you're not making good content for them. So yeah, the tactics, I mean, it's really as simple as that. Just get a schedule, stick to it. I've talked about the five-phase content strategy that I learned from Alex Ramosi. I believe that's on a separate, um, a separate podcast episode. Or if you want to take my video course, then it's actually in the podcast description. You can click on that. It's completely free. Anyways, that's enough for the tactics. It is that simple. 
Just stick to the schedule, be consistent, and don't get upset when it doesn't work for the first time. It's really like business, honestly. You just <laughs> keep doing it, even when other people say you shouldn't. All right, metrics. So you wanna track your overall growth and your month-to-month -month growth. Do this for followers and impressions or views, whatever, you know, Instagram, YouTube, it differs kind of between the platforms. Uh, if you feel bad about getting 100 views, look up what a room of 100 people looks like. I've said this before and I'll say it again, but if you had to do a speech in front of 100 or 500 or 1,000 or 10,000, whatever amount of views your videos are getting, if you had to do a speech, a live audience speech in front of those people, I promise you, you'd be nervous and it would feel like you have so much power and influence and people respect you. So next time that video flops, and I'm saying this in air quotes, flops by getting 500 views, just think about it. It's not bad. You have opportunity to influence people and help people. And if you started with 10 subscribers and you only grew five in a month, remember that's a 50% growth rate in your first month. Change your perspective on how you look at things because you can measure your overall growth and your month-to-month -month growth. If you find a new format that works, we talked about this, don't do the same thing a hundred times over and over again. You wanna be switching it up, try a new series, try a new video format. And then if you find something that works, do more of that thing, that new thing, until it stops working, while also doing your original programming. You don't wanna just cut everything, all of your old stuff out, because your current followers might follow you for that original stuff that you do. Whereas if you find a new series that works, you might have new people coming in that want to see the new series. So it's a balance. You have to do more of what works and do the new stuff that's working, but you also have to keep up with your original audience. And that's actually one of the things that I'm working on in this um, social media strategy for a company. We're trying to figure out how do we satisfy the followers that we already have while also bringing in new eyeballs. Because the type of videos that new people wanna see are potentially different than the type of videos that your current followers wanna see. So maybe you should look at doing a split of, we do a weekly series that's kind of trendy and potentially could go viral. And we do that once a week every Friday and new people could potentially get their eyes on that and follow you. The other two days a week or the other day a week, how, however often you post, you continue with your regular scheduled programming so people who have followed you for your updates or your news or whatever you do they are still happy so just something to keep in mind why is it hard to have a good strategy most people try for one month and stop most people are scared of failing most people are scared of what other people think most people are too lazy to track their analytics most people will say that they're too busy to add social media to their responsibilities. Most people will complain when it gets hard and they get busy with other things. If you wanna have a wonderful business with lots of leverage, using social media to leverage the branding and the power of reaching a mass audience is essential. You cannot expect to do the bare minimum and get results. This is why you can't be like most people because most people, most logical people would expect uh, a, a linear graph of success, but it's not like that. And this is a, this is an idea from Atomic Habits by James Clear. In the beginning, it is flat. You are making no progress. If you think of a graph, your graph is not going up. It's just going to the side, right? And it might take, that graph might be going not up for a month, six months, a year, maybe. 
And it's tough to see that because you're looking at the small picture and you're like, man, this doesn't work. But if you looked at the big picture, the five year, the 10 year plan, if you would have stuck with it for that another month, maybe that next month is when it was going to hit. Or maybe the second month was when it's going to hit. You have to keep going even when it looks like it's not working out in the beginning. And that's the tough thing. And even worse than this, I think that it's not always straight up from there either. Even when you get past the valley of disappointment in the beginning, it doesn't always go straight up like the graph says. Uh, in business and in social media posting, you're going to have times where videos are not doing well. And you're going to have times where your business isn't doing well and you've lost customers, nothing's working and you want to quit um, and it sucks. So I think it's a universal experience. You're going to be very lucky if you never experience wanting to quit when creating content or doing a business. So get used to it. Every time you don't quit, you just made it past another hurdle where someone else did and you're getting further than that person. So just keep that in mind. And the last thing I want to talk about in this episode is kind of fun and it's how does strategy your social media strategy tie into your branding your brand has a voice and a style whether you know it or not if you're a solopreneur it's most likely just an extension of you to be honest because you're the one who created the business it's probably based on your values and what you like and if you own a business with hundreds of employees then your branding is probably the result of the reputation you've built for yourself whether that's good or bad uh, you might have influenced that with marketing or your customer relationships you know it's all goes into your branding and your reputation but can you use a bad reputation i had this question and i thought about it and funny enough you can actually use a bad reputation here's an example of this ryan air is not a good airline to fly on they're known for they're known for having extra costs, hidden fees, uh, not responsive, and they're not, they're in general just not a good airline. But people in my generation know them as the company who roasts people on Twitter and TikTok. And they have used this perception of them and kind of that they're the butt of the joke. They've accepted that and I said, okay, let's give it back to people. Let's roast people. And it is, I mean, their marketing person is a genius. Um, it's perfect. So if you want to see a good example, look up Ryanair funny tweets and you will see uh, how, they, how they've turned their brand image around a little bit. But your brand voice and the style can also be things like, you know, educational, authentic, trendy, whatever trendy means, uh, environmentally friendly, reliable, innovative, and the list goes on. I think out of that list, just off the top of my head, I, I like authentic. That's always something that I would strive to be uh, in my business. People can always tell when you're faking something or lying or you don't know what's going on. It's human instinct to know when someone else is bullshitting them. So be authentic. I think that's important. And it also goes a long way on social media, actually. The most success I've ever had on social media with clients is when they're authentic and they talk about what they love and they talk about what they're passionate about. People can tell, and it means a lot. Here's another example. If you're a local coffee shop, and this is from my experience actually, do you think it would be more beneficial to get on camera and make connection to your audience so people know who you are, they know where your location is, or is it better to just post pictures of your breakfast meal? Both are better than posting nothing at all, to be fair, 
but think about the branding that you want to start building. A lot of people aren't going to want to get on camera. It takes extra work. You're putting yourself out there. And if you're tw 25 years old or 30 years old and or 40 years old, 50 years old, and it's your business, to be honest, <laughs> the older you get, you don't like change as much. That's a generalization, I know, but it's true. And I have had to convince, you know, people in their late 40s to get on camera. And it's tough because they don't understand it. They don't see the value in it. And they just don't want to change what they've been doing for the past 10 years. I think that's bad, to be honest. It creates, you get stagnant. Um, you don't innovate anymore. And ultimately, you're missing out on opportunity. Younger people, like 20 years old, they'll most likely try being on camera. Um, they're probably not bad at it because they've grown up with it. I understand that. But that doesn't give you a free pass on just not doing the stuff that matters. If your brand needs you to get on camera, then get on camera. It's not that hard. Okay? Just get over yourself. You probably had to do it when you started the business or when you started your social media page you had to get over a hurdle and you know there's there's lots more hurdles to get over so let's uh let's end it there um thank you guys for listening to this episode if you do like the show make sure you rate and review it and share it with someone because that is the only way it grows right now it's not growing which is fine because did you know that 21 no hold on what's the stat 90 percent of podcasters don't make more than 20 episodes and 97% don't make more than 21 episodes. So guess what? We're on our way to being in that top 3%, <laughs> even with only a couple listeners per episode. I don't care. It's uh, yeah, it's funny. It's like I said, keep doing it, <laughs> even though it's not working right now. I understand that people aren't listening, but I also understand that if I do it for long enough, like four years, people are probably going to listen. So that's my two cents today, and I will see you guys very soon.